I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, 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 everyone. And thank you for joining me for the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. I'm Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. We recently sat down with Chef Mick Bognar, who is part of the Tay restaurants, which include Tay 2, Nippon Tay, and Ramen Tay. In 2018, Nick was working to reinvent how the restaurants looked, and that succeeded. Niponte was recently named one of the year's best restaurants, and Nick was also named a rising star to watch in 2019. Congrats, guys! In addition to all things sushi and fish related, we touch a bit on Nick's history in Muay Thai, and we'll learn if he ever decides to get back into his fighting ways. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy our conversation with Nick Bognar. And we'll just say hi. Hi. Hello. As you're doing all this, hello. Welcome. Uh, tell everybody... What's this box that you're opening up for us? So, this is the Action Bronson Stillwater Artisanal. I guess it's a collaboratory beer. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. But it's like a... It's a dry hop sour ale with muscat grapes, right? Wow. It's like... When I saw that, I immediately was like, this is probably right down my alley. I drink a lot lighter stuff nowadays like i used to be big into ipas but now i can't even like i'll drink one and it's just like i'm done with it Mm. so for me i like stuff that um is light enough to not really uh cover up like the food that i do which Mm. i do typically a lot of like fish like Mm. lighter flavors plumsies and stuff and i feel like Mm. this goes really great with the food that i make even though it's a beer Mm. Which is cool because, you know, a lot yeah. of times we're doing white wine and maybe even sake. And, you know, mm. I, I love beer. Um, so it's always nice when I can drink something like that. And I've been drinking a ton of sour beers. I'm just, like, in love with sour beer right now, too. That's, like, pristine. It just didn't stop. Yeah. It was, like, I thought it was a summer thing. It was so hot. And it was, like, only can only drink sour beers. And it just didn't stop. Kept just kept going. Yeah. Oh, well, awesome. friend, thanks for coming. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So Cheers. We say, Good to come see pie. Come pie. <laughs> it is good. That is good. It's a nice marriage of sour beer yeah, and like, like, a, like a Japanese, uh, just like a little bit of like sweetness, but not too much. And mm-hmm. then, like, yeah, no, I was one thing of like Sekai is that the one, or I remember it's, it's a beer that I always have at like Japanese or sushi restaurants. Hitachino, maybe, maybe I remember. I feel like I always have Hitachino nest mm-hmm. everywhere, like the white ale. Have you ever had that? Maybe, maybe I'm trying to remember. It's pretty popular, pretty yeah. popular. But who are you? Um, I'm Nick Bognar. Uh, I'm the executive chef of Nippon Tei and Tei Tu and Ramen Tei. So um, my family and I have been running those restaurants for 18 years. I obviously wasn't running them until <laughs> I was a little bit older. Um, but uh, now I'm pretty much the, the head of all culinary 
with the whole company. So, so the idea is that, you know, I kind of supervise the menus and, and kind of, you know, influence all the cooks at all the different restaurants cool. and stuff like that too. So cool. mainly at Niponte these days. Yeah. But. Have you taken a different direction than you used to be? Um, so yeah, uh, I moved away for a little while and, uh, mm. came back last, basically last year, like almost exactly a year ago. And, mm, where uh, were you? I was in Cincinnati for, for two years. Right. And then, and then, uh, before that for a year in Austin, Texas. So, mm. uh, That's a happening scene. Happening. Yes. Very happening. Overflowing. Exploding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, oh God, I, over, over. Man, I can't remember the number. I don't want to say the wrong number, but like, you know, in the thousands of restaurants in that city, and it's not a huge, huge city. You know, it's smaller than Houston, right? Hmm. Like, but yeah, big, big food town, Austin, and the restaurant scene, competitive and, and quite, uh, quite good. I bet. Yeah, we haven't been there in like almost five years, I think. Yeah. It's It'd be completely while. different from what I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely different. Yep. Mm. And, uh, even when I was moving there, I was moving away from kind of that cool, grungy Austin that you always thought about maybe before, like, uh, even probably one of the reasons why I wanted to move there was like this, like, cool music scene and like these cheap, like, dive bar venues and stuff yeah. like that. And they're just slowly going away and, you know, mm-hmm. big companies move in and, you know, it's good for the growth of the city, but, you know, it just kind of lost a little bit of that, uh, I don't know how to say it, like personality in a way maybe yeah, no. original personality yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah it's just becoming kind of now like the people professional money are yeah there. exactly yeah exactly uh, somebody, a lot of money there yeah. in some ways st louis may have had the same exact same trajectory but probably takes a little bit longer yeah i hope so yeah well st louis has always been immune to this kind of boom bust thing yeah it was kind of yeah. up a little bit and goes down a little yeah. bit you know just kind yeah. of i'm hoping it just keeps going steadily going up you know? i like where St. Louis is at right now a lot yeah. because I feel like St. Louis is really hungry for, for new food and new anything. Yeah. You know, I feel like all all kinds of stuff that we don't have is, is like here now all of a sudden and people are going and it's being very successful and mm. those local businesses are expanding and it, it's mm. good. Like I, I really like where we're at and the amount of restaurants that are opening um, that have real unique qualities and really unique traits and those are the mm. places that are being successful that's what I love about the scene here too, especially, yeah. you know. How long were you gone for? So a total, you know, I guess three years, four three years. years, four years maybe. Yeah. 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 So there was, there was some downtime in between there too. So I think mm. it kind of came out to about four years. Yeah. yeah. What do you see as some of the differences versus what, like 2014, 2015? Um, I definitely think that there's more restaurants here that I think are doing kind of, uh, like I was saying, like unique qualities, you know, there's not, I think back in 2014, most of the nice restaurants were just new American farm to table, you know, not that that's a bad thing, but that was like, that was like what people decided were like a certain level. Like if you're not a nice fine dining, new American restaurant, you're not like that nice of a restaurant. Now I'm seeing, now I feel like I see, you know, we have Billy Jean, you know, which is a really nice Asian, pan-Asian restaurant. We have uh, Good Fortune. We have uh, uh, My Place, you know, Niponte. I think people are starting to see Niponte. You know, it doesn't just have to be good sushi place. It's like good restaurant in general, right? Yeah, Um, totally. And that's what I I, I like to see that change, you know, some more interesting kind of concepts and stuff doing well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I think we've kind of noted since we've been doing We Eat Stuff and all this sort of thing is St. Louis really excels in 
what uh, we kind of call like casual fine dining. Yeah. Uh, where mm-hmm. you can go and you really you don't have to know stuff, but the chefs, the servers, they're willing to help you out. And they don't they don't turn their noses up at you and yeah, it's nice. I love the idea of uh, like what you said, casual fine dining, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think a great restaurant that exemplifies that is Louie. You know, we just went there right. for the first time recently. Yeah. We loved it. Oh, it was God, just great. Place. I've been there too many times, probably. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Louis is like, you could. It can be as nice as you want it, and it can be as relaxed as you want it. Yeah, and right. I love that. And that is totally a St. Louis thing because most of our restaurants. I don't know if it's out of necessity because you know we're not like a huge city, but I think just naturally and organically, the restaurants just kind of keep things um, down to earth. You know, yeah, and we yeah. don't have to make everything like, you know, molecular gastronomy and spheres and squares and stuff. It can be, you know, I can have pizza yeah. at my nice dinner. And that's, yeah. I think that's, I think that's how, you know, even when I lived in Austin, those were the types of restaurants I went to more often. You know, I wasn't going to, you know, the most expensive places. It's just unrealistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, and like uh, even places that have the cubes and, you know, spheres full of stuff, you can still get a nice burger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> generally, totally. you still you can like uh, you know, like places like Reeds and like uh, uh, even some like these places I call like New Southern. Yeah, I, they're like they're, yeah. it's like New American but Southern. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a lot of things mm-hmm. like that. You can get like a total like cheap meal if you want, or you can go for the really expensive. Yeah, you know, like sweet tea brined turkey leg. I like the uh, I like the option to do. Yeah. You know, I don't think that like I'm gonna eat it like super fine dining restaurants all the time you know so yeah. nice. although it's cool to see like the tasting thing like i, I really am mm. i'm stoked that people have been receiving savage so well you know i'm really yeah. excited about that we we actually uh interviewed logan yeah a long time ago and we mean to go to this restaurant we haven't gotten there yet but i hear the yeah, bar there's really too. good too i have problems with my schedule so <laughs> that's well my yeah problem. even in industry it's really yeah. uh but i'll get there i'll get there no i don't blame him for that no you know i mean i want to go really bad um but I love that being so successful and then kind of doing these omakase series that we're doing, which is, it's almost like the same idea, you know, yeah. like long form, like many, many small plates, you know, lots of like intricate techniques and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Like I think St. Louis is hungry for it, you know, so it'll just grow, yeah. you know, it'll just continue probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that perfectly leads, it's <laughs> nice segue into what I was going to ask you about. So. Your your family's restaurants. They've been around for eighteen years. Yeah. Can you give us like little little history of the Bognars? Yeah, yeah, of course. So eighteen years ago, my mom left. Uh, so she was like a hotel beverage, food and beverage director, um, and she wanted to open up a sushi bar because I think most people realized that sushi was going to be huge, and I think St. Louis only had like four sushi bars at the time or something mm. like that. Maybe mm-hmm. we were one of four. And it was like Nobu, Tashibana, Niponte, and Sekisui, which was like Hamasan's oh, yeah. place, you know. Yeah, right, and then yeah. like, um, so there wasn't enough, you know, at all. So like, she opened, and and uh, you know, I think maybe for a couple years it was it didn't quite pick up, but you know, as soon as that sushi boom hit, it was just packed, you know. And it was like, we were definitely one of those like. We get full, you know, you wait like 40 minutes for your like huge platter of sushi rolls. You're like drinking sake bombs <laughs> with your friends and the whole place is packed and, and then you eat your sushi and then you leave. And uh, it was that for a long time. And I think just like people just needed sushi. And then, we, you know, the fundamental ideas of the restaurant, you know, we make everything ourselves and, it, you know, we, we care about quality, but we're still kind of doing like what everybody did. 
And mm. uh, right before I moved to Austin, we changed a little bit um, and streamlined things a bit and kind of made some more small plates for like, you know, sharing and coursing. And mm. then... Uh, so the whole you know, family moved there? No, I did. Just okay, me. okay. Yeah, okay. no, I moved away, right? So, <laughs> yeah, okay. so my parents continued kind of... Uh, operating and they didn't really change anything and uh we definitely felt like you know it wasn't slow it wasn't doing like terrible but we definitely felt kind of like a lack of interest in the restaurant kind of starting to happen mm -hmm. and uh you know my parents and i got together talking excuse me that's right i'm burping too here so yeah, I know, it's, like, <laughs> it's just waffles <laughs> um they they kind of talked to me it was like oh would you want to come back and start doing some of this stuff that you've been that you did when you traveled abroad, right? Like, mm. like what we did at Uchiko and then what I did mm. at the program in Cincinnati at ENO. Mm. And, uh, I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. You know, and to, to, to hear my mom kind of say she was interested in changing was kind of exciting too. And so a year ago I came back and we kind of came up with this plan to kind of like, I would say make Nippon one of these more big city contemporary sushi bars, like bring in fish from Japan, mm. Um, serve very fresh, uh, focus on nigiri, focus on mm. sashimi, um, which is never really the focus of sushi bars uh, around here, and mm. and uh, have like a rotating fish menu that mm. changes every day, you know, and... Mm. Where it's fresh. Yeah, exactly, and streamline the menu as mm. well. So we don't have everything <laughs> that maybe like a 50-roll sushi bar has. Sure. Uh, we have less. We still have rolls. We still have most of the stuff that people want, but we focus on mm. high quality fish from Japan. We focus on nigiri, which is, you know, most people would think of it as the fish over rice, right? Mm. And then we focus on sashimi as well, which is like just the fish. And uh, it's been really working out for us because it kind of changed the way we serve food there completely. Um, and this mm. was just this year. Um, so now when you come in, you get this more um, kind of dining experience where plates mm. come out kind of one by one and you can have mm. you know have like a plate of tempura have a plate of uh maki like the sushi rolls and you yeah. have like one of those which is like a dish within itself right and you have sure. like some sashimi have some nigiri and you know by the time you leave you could have you know maybe like four or five courses or if you wanted you could probably leave have like 12 course dinner just mm. in the restaurant and just kind of share everything and it kind of just comes out as it comes and i i really like that's kind of how we're doing things now so it's, cool. instead of being the place where you get like eight rolls right sure. yeah maybe get a couple rolls and then try some of these different kind of like styles of you know sushi yeah, I really liked uh, Spencer Pernikoff's pictures he took when we at there. So he loves taking pictures at my place. Yeah, I, I, I love having it, man. Like yeah, I remember like he posted something like finally St. Louis has a good uh, sushi restaurant. I kind of balled at that a little bit. Like, well, the other ones are good too. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I mean, I definitely understand you guys are taking it to a whole new level. Awesome. I, you know, I, and that's the thing is like good or bad or whatever. It's probably not the right way to look at it, but different and different, different way, different, probably just different completely. Yeah, I think Nippon Tate's become, you know, just, it's something that other people don't do, you know. I don't think there's anybody, I, I mean, I'm not sure there might be, but I don't think there's as many sushi bars who are going to say, like, today we have this fish, this is prime, you know, it's been aged, um, we're serving it sashimi style, we're serving it nigiri style, and then tomorrow it's going to be, like, a completely different specials menu. Mm. And, uh... You know, the small plates thing, too, I think is big because, you know, it's not just, like, get all your sushi at one time. You're, like, a huge plate, you mm. know. Um, for me, when making really good sushi, it's important that you have it, you know, as soon, 
as it's been made, right? So like at the omakase dinners, we only have eight people at every seating. And that's really important because we're going to make every nigiri and then we're going to give it to you and you're going to eat it right away. And it's really meant for that moment. It's kind of like a living, breathing thing. And then as the mm. rice settles and as the fish settles and as mm. it gets cold, you know, it's just, it's different, mm-hmm. right? So sure. textures and everything matter. So that's real true sushi to me too. Neat. Cool. Very cool. Have you ever served like octopus that's still moving or clam? <laughs> octopus is still moving, no. Clams, yes, actually. Mm. Sometimes we'll get scallops in that are like very very fresh in the shell mm. and uh when we do that we try to like actually just like butcher them to order sometimes mm. we'll do that sometimes we we'll do it ahead of time but they'll be very fresh we'll butcher them to order and every once in a while they'll have like a little like you know stiffness and kind of like moving still a little bit which is cool which is very good sign actually which is cool yeah because um, they're still stiff you know and they have this awesome texture when they're that fresh but yeah Clams and scallops most often still moving. Gotcha. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I've seen videos of people eating sushi. It's moving. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a thing, man. <laughs> or like the 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 lobster that's moving, and they're like yeah. eating it. Oh yeah, I've seen it. That's well, nuts. Well, well they just they just pour like a you know, vinegar and, and oil or something, it, or salt or something. It's, yeah, it's, it's a chemical reaction makes the muscles twitch. It's not really still alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, um, I've never seen something where like this uh, octopus that was so fresh. People eat it and they actually get, they get stuck in the throats because it's yes. so suckering. It's just yeah. to survive. Yeah, fresh fresh <laughs> octopus should still have a lot of stickiness with those suckers too, actually, <laughs> to be honest. That's actually cool. something that you want to check on because, like, if it's starting to get, like, just not reacting, you know, not the mm. suckers aren't working anymore, it's usually signs getting a little old, you know? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Mm. Nice. But yeah, in the last year, Nippon Te has changed quite a bit and then, um, you know, we started doing the omakase series mainly to just help educate people for like, you know, this is what, you know, real sushi or, I mean, I guess Japanese style, mm-hmm. more Japanese style sushi is. Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of, a, I think Nibante is a great mix of what we kind of need to be to be here or mm-hmm. in, and, and, you know, the fact that it's in ballroom, right? <laughs> in a strip mall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Yes. we're always going to have California roll. You yeah. know what I mean? And I love California roll. Yeah. I'll eat California oh, roll. Good. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's good, as long as it's done right, I'm happy with it, you know. Yeah. So that's that's important to us too. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's it, you know, I think it's approachable and then every time you come you should be able to have something that you've never had before. And I think that yeah. that's why people keep coming back too. Nice. Cool. Do you um, have uni? Oh yeah, all the time. I actually I really try hard to make sure we have uni as much as possible. Yeah, yeah it's it's one of the sushis that I uh I mean, you know, citron, you know, it's, it's not like the meat, isn't it? It's like, it's like just the eggs or is it actually the meat? So you eat the uh, the gonads of the sea urchin, right, actually. Right. So it's the reproductive organ of the sea urchin. And they kind of look like a little, I guess, oh, some people compare them to like tongues or something. Because mm-hmm. they have like a little like, but uh, when you eat it, it's very soft and like, kind of custardy thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, I may have never had good uni. Every yeah, uni is, uni is an interesting. Because um, every time I try to put it in my mouth. Or I've gotten it, or someone said, "Hey, have a free roll, or have a free nigiri of uni on top." Yeah. I, like, I can't put it in my mouth. It's like this is not food. Like, there's something that <laughs> reacts weird. to like, me. The texture uh, is odd. The flavor is completely unique. Hmm. Um, you're not really going to get much else that tastes like that. Um, but uni, like so a lot of people don't realize that uni actually is graded and auctioned just like tuna hmm. in Japan. Hmm. Um, so when you buy uni that's come from uh, Japan, which we try to do, we try to get. Hokkaido uni, which is, you know, a lot more expensive. Hmm. Um, 
it's been auctioned there's certain grades and our distributor is going to get you know 40 or 20 boxes of uni and then they have to decide who gets what uni and they are all graded and they're all different but it's kind of like your relationship with your distributor matters so much on who's going to get the best box mm. so i always trying to have like a really good relationship with my distributor and like show them pictures and be like you know this is what i'm doing with the food you're giving me like please mm. give me more good stuff you know what i mean yeah. so lately we've been getting killer killer hokkaido uni mm. and it's you know compared to like santa barbara which i like santa barbara uni a lot too um the Hokkaido stuff, though, I just think is, I like it more. Hmm. Right. And then there's the whole quality grading thing too. So you have two types of Santa Barbara; they can both be really good. You know, one could be good, one could be a little bit less good. It's just a grading thing too. Hmm. So. Gotcha. Because when I was young, I hated mushrooms because I only had the canned, nasty, crip, yeah, you know, just like mushrooms. Anything. Yeah. Just and like, maybe I just had really bad uni most times I had it. Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't know how many chefs are really getting into even like seeing the grades. You know, like mm. I start collecting my boxes, and each one has a different label, and like try to show them to someone who can speak Japanese, and there's mm. like different, you know, different mm. names for each yeah. one, where they come from, mm. you know, and then like the grades as well. So, mm. cool. um, yeah, we we definitely pride ourselves on the quality of uni that we do bring in, and cool. uh, I like to be able to have that for people who are looking for that, you know, and I think that's important, mm. you know, to keep things interesting. We need to come by sometime. Maybe. I know. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and I always tell that too. Like, if you're going to try sea urchin, just try it, at, you know, here. Because mm. <laughs> at least like I can say, it's like, this is really good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you eat this one, right? Like, please. Gotcha. Yeah. We Not know right. what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. give you the canned uni that's like been sitting there for like. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't know if they do canned uni, but I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe what I had for was just not. Hard de- and that's definitely one is like. Freshness matters too. Gotcha. Freshness matters too. And I'm lucky to have at least enough of a clientele who like uni to keep it rotating. Cool. You know, and to keep cool. it moving. Nice. Nice. Uh, tell us, so do you have your hands in the other two restaurants too a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not on site at Tay2 anymore, mm-hmm. but that was kind of like my first little restaurant, basically. Yeah. Like, I think I was... 21 when I first started um, actually managing wow. it and wow. running it and uh, I was in culinary school at the time huh. yeah. I think I remember you guys coming out uh, to Tay 2 back then yeah too, we did right? yeah we did and that yeah. Was, I, yeah. I went to Webster for a while so I yeah, used to yeah. go there a lot yeah and we were stoked to have you guys posting yeah, it, and stuff for yeah. us back then like yeah it was good stuff um, I loved it yeah yeah so it was fun and we changed out a little bit too we actually have some more plans for Tay 2 as well um, right. just like some small menu tweaks and kind of like what we're doing you know uh, just bringing everything into like what we say is like you know up to date mm-hmm. up to date because change is good for the restaurants in, in general mm-hmm. i would say and uh you know bringing those experiences that i've had and just trying to to just make everything better you know yeah now uh, that one is not not japanese correct no no Tetsu, we don't really like to put too much of like a like a cuisine on it mm-hmm. but you know across the board asian um you know noodles right so mm-hmm. like noodles fried rice mm-hmm. out of the wok uh some stir fries loosely mm-hmm. now everything's very loosely like southeast asian um but then you know there's you know it's kind of like this pan asian thing um you know we have the the dry sauteed uh or the, like the garlic <coughs> and chili uh brisket noodles there mm-hmm. which are uh for me almost chinese because mm-hmm. it's like <coughs> garlic oil and chili oil and then like tender brisket that's been kind of like crisped mm-hmm. up and then you know it's mm-hmm. really that's a really good dish mm-hmm. um and then we also do uh, kind of like a, I would say like bar food style uh, Korean short rib. 
So instead mm. of like the thicker short ribs that you would get at maybe like a Galbi, like at, at like a Korean restaurant, mm. they're like thinner and they marinate. <clears throat> we still marinate them for two days and they grill up, but they're just kind of like smaller, like bite little short rib bites, mm. you know, like grilled short rib bites. So those are cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you put like if you were to say Taytu is Thai, like people get mad at you because it's, it's not like authentic <laughs> Thai food and it's not yeah. authentic really anything. But it's like yeah. approachable. It's fast. Everything's made fresh. We make everything from scratch there ourselves, which is cool. And like even all the curries, like we make all the pastes from scratch too, mm. which is cool. I think the curries are some of the best things we do there with like the slow cooked brisket red mm. curry is like kick ass. I remember we had this like isn't like a sweet uh, spice like some sort of sweet spicy fried crab or something like that I have there or oh maybe like a special dish or something yeah, that they did like a sauce shell crab too. or something yeah I think it was I feel like they did like a sauce shell crab special with like a curry sauce that was probably mm. pretty good mm. yeah who was the one we went to visit there I can't remember was it Jonathan I don't know oh yeah I went to visit someone who was working there I don't know didn't work here anymore but. Not oh, sure. Well. That was a while ago. Bad memories. Yeah. Uh, not bad memories, but bad memory. Great yes. memory. <laughs> but bad memory overall. That's me. Hey. Um, Anywho. Let's see. What should I ask next? What oh, which place would you like to go yourself when you actually have some free time? Oh, man. So, so uh, uh, after work today, I got to go to my Lee, which is always cool. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. place, man. Like, Quee's like the nicest dude ever. Yeah. Always yeah. like tries to take care of me. I'm like, please. I'm just, <laughs> I try to keep a low profile when I go, yeah. honestly. Um, <clears throat> but I always get the like salt and pepper calamari, which mm. I love that dish yeah. there. That is good. And yeah. uh, the beef underdone, or I mean, I call it beef underdone. I'm not sure what the real huh. name for it is, but it's like rare beef mm-hmm. that they've kind of like tenderized mm. and then they toss it with like te- peanuts and fried shallots and like this mm. like lemongrass cilantro kind so of almost like a, thing almost like Vietnamese like carpaccio or something yeah, well, it's not, yeah I guess it's not carpaccio it's more like you know it's like shredded beef kind of mm. but it's not cool. you know it's kind of got some texture to it cool. it's like this kick ass like beef salad crispy beef salad or uh, not cool. crispy, that sounds nice yeah know, like a uh, rare beef salad type mm. thing like totally cool. recommend I think that's like not too many people, not a lot of people know about that dish, but yeah. I've, been e- I've been eating that dish at my lease since I was five years old. Straight wow, up. wow. Like, me and my family used to go, like, at the old location, too, and just, we'd always get that. Yeah. And like, um, I love the, uh, <clears throat> what's it called? The name is escaping. Oh, uh, Bansiu, uh, which is, like, the Vietnamese crepe. You know? Yes, you we did have that. It was yeah, good. you make yeah. the little lettuce wraps with uh-huh. those. Yeah. I'm obsessed with those, those things, so man. It was good, yeah. 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 Bansiu are, like, I make those at home now. Because they're, like, fun. And I love this, like, I have this, like, brunch idea where I want to do, like, a Bonsio, uh with, like, BLT set up. Mm. So it's, like, a BLT inside of a Bonsio mm. crepe. And then, like, for some reason it just hits me as, like, a brunch <laughs> dish. You know, like mm. an Asian brunch dish. I'll eat it. Yeah, usually yeah. I just get the pho <clears throat> when I go there. I get the pho, too. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to plug the pho. Everybody eats the pho. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. But, but back in the day, we used to live, like, around the area. We moved mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would just be ill. You just go there and be like a healing elixir. It is know? healing. Yeah, yeah. The pho heals. You know, ramen heals too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, uh, obviously I talked about Louis. You know, every, like they just got number one on sauce. And, yep. you know, like I think it's so well deserved. Mm. Um, some great friends over there. Um, I'm trying to think of something like interesting. Oh, you know, I've been going to this Korean barbecue spot up on Olive a little bit more. Oh. Called Wudon. Have you guys yes, been there? we have. Yeah, Wudon's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. 
really high quality for Korean barbecue. You know, you usually get kind of this like cheaper mm. meat stuff, but they, they, you know, they kind of do the like quality thing. It's good. We, they it. have this kimchi soup that's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, really, that's really always good. a thing for me. Yeah. The kimchi soup and the, uh, the pancake. Got it. You know, mm. some of my terminology is going out the window right now. I'm tired, man. I, I, we had the dinner last night and then I had to yeah. go cut fish this morning. I'm just kidding. I'm just a little tired right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Understandable, yeah. Tell people about the the supper last night. Oh, the supper you last night was us. awesome. invited us. We couldn't go, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, no worries. We'll get you in there. We'll yeah. get you in there. Yeah, but like, yeah, we like we, we hit you guys up, and we kind of saw who else wanted to go. Yes. And, and, but, uh, you know, they fill up pretty quick. Um, so yeah. we started, you know, the idea was that we needed to kind of get the word out on how sushi's enjoyed in Japan, because... Yeah it trickles down into people at the restaurant trying to enjoy it that way as well. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing was that when you say sushi in Japan, people think nigiri, you know, which is mm-hmm. that perfect little piece, yeah. perfectly balanced little piece that's yeah. one bite. And you eat with your hands, Yeah, right? you eat it with your hands too, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to get more information out with nigiri and then, you know, starting to learn more about social media and marketing myself for mm-hmm. the business, realizing, you know, content is king. Um, mm-hmm. So... How can we get a bunch of content about what nigiri is other than doing like omakase dinners, like real nigiri dinners, like, mm. you know, long form 18 course, you know, that's how, you, that's how they would do it in Japan. That's not how they eat sushi every day, but it's a special, sure. it's, it's a special occasion dinner. There's definitely the nicest dinners you can go to in Japan are probably omakase sushi bars. Um, you know, mm. pe- a lot of people, I like to just, you know, I'll just say like, zero dreams of sushi. Like <laughs> that's what that is basically. Mm. Um, we started doing these dinners. And I was like, inspired by the guy we had take over last night, which he travels around and does these dinners, Dave Utterback. Mm. And he has his own sushi bar in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm. And then he started trying to spread the word and actually just started basically traveling around and doing these little dinners. And I had one of his in KC and I loved it, obviously. It was amazing. Mm. Especially for me who, you know, to sit down and have somebody else's sushi is just such a treat, you know. Mm. And, uh. I was like, man, we got to do this in St. Louis. Nobody's doing this in St. Louis, you know. And even at my restaurant, I'm fighting to get people to eat nigiri. I'm fighting to get people mm. to do more of that. And after the omakase dinners, it's like, man, people are hungry. People are really ready for it. People are really stoked. So mm. we did the first one, and it was killer. And we had some great guests, and it allowed me to, you know, to work on some cool techniques that I don't get to do in the restaurant. It lets me do some dishes that I can't do in the restaurant because it's too hard. There's too many people coming in or something like that because it's only for eight guests. Usually we do two seatings, so 16 guests total. Um, So they're really exclusive, but we can really focus on making sure that eight people get this kind of like completely unique and and just exclusive experience. So we're on our fourth dinner now, and uh, that was last night. That was So Dave Utterback came back out for his second time and uh, did 18 courses for us. And uh, it looked incredible. Um, I got to try a little bit, but not all of it. I'm kind of like the hilariously bad server when he comes out. Like, <laughs> you just like kind of get made fun of the whole time. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm like the comic relief. But uh, I love bringing out these guys from out of town, too, because, you know, I think it helps push what I'm doing. And, and you know, we kind of collaborate. Even if, even if I'm not directly collaborating for the dinner, you know, there's definitely... You know, we, we hang out and we talk, you know, Dave and I were up till like two 30 in the morning kind of talking and he's a big mentor of mine, um, because he's done a lot, you know, he's been a corporate chef, he's opened ramen shops, he's done a lot of stuff that I'm doing now. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he's helping me for sure learn kind of the way, um, the dinner before last we brought Yoni Lang, uh, who was my, 
I, I call him my boss at Uchiko, um, but, you know, we didn't even really talk because <laughs> he was the head sushi chef and I was but a line, lowly line cook mm. um, and uh, really honored to have him out. And we did actually like a true collaboration. So we worked on the dinner together and uh, I mean, it just turned out awesome. And it definitely, I definitely got to learn some new techniques and I got to learn some cool new, you know, little tricks and stuff that I, you know, just working with these guys makes it, makes it really fun. And, um, you know, it's just awesome to do these dinners and people to get to have something completely different. And I think people are leaving very happy and, uh, I hope to continue, you know, I, and we, we plan to keep doing them. I want to make sure I do at least one a month at mm. least, because I think there's a lot of people out there that still really want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hmm. Nice. Cool. Nick, do you have any, uh, interests or hobbies about yourself that no one knows about i'm like the restaurant guy now man like, <laughs> really that's your whole just existence like, just a lot of it you know i was like <laughs> hmm. it, it, it can be bad but i i really do uh i still play video games you know which is cool hmm. i get you know kind of like wind down with video games hmm. i play like this old school shooter video game called counter-strike that like it's not that cool anymore <laughs> but i love that game still um, hmm. you know, it's like a team, team-based game, you know? like, yeah. Yeah, I remember Counter-Strike, yeah. yeah. yeah it was fun. It's like, uh, you basically, uh, terrorists versus... Yeah, yeah, that. exactly, yeah. Yeah, I used to play that. I used to, I was more into, um, what was it called? Tribes? Yeah, and, I remember that game too, yeah. And also, um, oh, jeez, well, Unreal Tournament. Yes, yeah, I played those too, back in the mm. day. But I, you know, I keep playing, kept playing Counter-Strike, and they have, like, a, the newer version now, which is cool. Mm. Um, I, I do that. It helps me kind of get away from... All the yeah. all the stress and stuff, and mm. uh, uh, do a little bit of uh, I did a little bit of boxing. I haven't been really on it, mm. but uh, I was doing Muay Thai kickboxing for for many years up until basically when I moved back. So I kind of need to get back into that. Mm. You know, hopefully my old instructor's not gonna be listening to this. He'll be, <laughs> be mad at me because like, well, you've been back for a year and you haven't even come next to Ding Dong. Oh hey, you've been down practicing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I like that. It helps bring balance too. You know, it's a really fun way to exercise. You know, I was like, realize like you're exercising, but you're not focused on the fact that you're exercising. You're focused on the fact that like, you know, you're punching, <laughs> punching someone or getting punched, right? Where do you go train? Um, I used to train at Watson's Martial Arts. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, Kyle Watson is the owner of that gym and he's like a... I love Kyle, first of all. I couldn't recommend that gym more to mm. anyone. Because I've gone, you know, I moved away and I tried to find some new mm. gyms and I just never felt the same way as I felt about Watson's. And mm. the fact is, is that Kyle is not only a, a fighter, but he has, I believe he has a degree in, like, education. Mm. He, he's a studied at, like, physical therapy. And, he's and, been doing that for a while, hasn't he? Yes, he has. He, and he's got moved around. They've expanded. And, and I think it's just, basically, it's just such a well-run gym. It's clean, it's sanitary, it's organized, you know, all these things that I think professionalism that maybe other gyms are lacking, and, and he's definitely very professional, and uh, I couldn't recommend that place more, you know, if you're interested in doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, or Muay Thai, go, mm. go there, mm. yeah, it's cool, and they'll let you try it out for like two weeks, you that's know, cool. and let you see if you like it or not, you know, which is, mm. which I think is, because, and that's the thing, they don't. They're not gonna like you're not gonna know after the one class if you want to keep doing it. it's kind of a lifestyle thing yeah, yeah so yeah and once you I mean once you get trained is it like you know skin conditioning or pain conditioning yeah there's that's a little or you get the rods out start going up and down your legs yeah and we used to things. do that yeah kicking yeah. tires and stuff yeah yeah that's more of like a fighter mentality so it's like I think over there too they they do a good job too like because there's classes for guys who want to do fighting like like 
possibly want to become professionals and, mm-hmm. and really want to fight. And then there's kind of like the workout, more casual kind of classes as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, studied under Todd Ward. Um, he actually studied under uh, Kyle a little bit. Yeah. Cool. And uh, he did what he called Ryokyu Bodokai. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was one thing we do. First, we wear ourselves out completely. You have to run around so you're dead tired. Then you start practice. Yeah, that's So you cool. learn as little energy as possible to do the things you need to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. As obviously a long time ago, I'm not in my... <laughs> Dude, I'm the same way, man. <laughs> not in my fighting shape anymore. That was a long time ago, but yeah. I never had to get in a fight, so... I'm not in the fighting shape, but I can eat a lot. Same <laughs> here, same here. Cheers to that. Cheers yeah. that. I'm definitely in shape for eating a well, lot. My drinking skills are pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this beer is easy to drink, too. It is, actually, yeah. It goes down. It's mm-hmm. smooth, but it has a nice body to it. Mm. For sure. Speaking of drinking, do you have places around town you like to go drink at? Um, so I live pretty close by you guys, and I, mm-hmm. I find myself at the Royale a lot, actually, That's, like, grab a drink. It's just so, like, yeah. chill, neighborhood you know, I love places like that. Um, it's a St. Louis institution. I mean, it's it been is. there for so yeah, long. Yeah, it's been there forever. Um, Our first date was there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love that place. I used to go there in culinary school, probably before I was even 21. No, <laughs> no I was 21. I was 21. Uh, God, where else do I go drink sometimes? There, and... I don't drink a lot, man. I don't. I really don't. I. 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 Uh, if I get, if I drink too much, it's just very hard for me to do my job. Yeah. You know? Try to be that like high energy motivator guy in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, keep everybody up. Yeah. And you know, if the line, if the other guys are getting drunk, you know, and I do too, I just feel like we'd all be. Yes. Yeah. Like one level. You know? The older you get, the longer mm-hmm. the hangovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I'm sorry. I think I'm just like. Maybe it was like last year that was just like the, the switch flipped from being able to do it to not yep. completely. And also when you're in charge, a little different. Yeah, know? exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to go in and be like, oh, I'm so hungover. <laughs> uh, and then you know, I don't know how, who knows how everybody else would act if that happened. Mm. <clears throat> Nick, I think before we sign off, I just have two more questions to you. But is there anything else you want to talk about, or anything else you want to mention? Anything at um, all? I gotta mention my ramen shop next door to Nippon Tei. Yes, please I, do. I I suck at talking about it. <laughs> Honestly, like my one of my guys who works for me, Kevin, was telling me because I, I went on Channel Five for a second, and he's like, "Dude, you shouldn't you didn't even say like, and there's great ramen next door, and like all the write ups I failed to like even mention in the interviews or anything." Um, but yes, mm-hmm. we have ramen Tei next door to Nippon Tei. Completely mm-hmm. different menu. Um, mm-hmm. We just recently expanded the kitchen there, so there's a whole new ramen station mm. where we make all the ramen on that station. It's actually out in front where the old bar used to be, so you can actually see them making your ramen back there, which is really cool. Everything's made to order, and uh, we do very like old-school methodology when it comes to making ramen. So the tonkotsu ramen is a 48-hour broth, um, very highly emulsified. We even add more back fat back to that broth mm. so it comes out and it's looking like this white like cream kind of color which mm. is really it's very creamy and rich basically um, liquefied fat and sodium oh, yeah basically yeah <laughs> and then uh we do shoyu ramen which is you know a lot of dashi so that that kind of smoky bonito flake coming through and mm. we, we try to kind of stay true to those japanese flavors you know heavy mm. on the dashi a little bit of fish to it you know it's not quite 
just easy to eat, drink chicken broth kind of vibe. So mm. it's like a little bit more complex. And then we do a family recipe, cow soy there, which, you mm. know, cow soy is becoming more popular. I think yeah. more and more people are learning about what that is. Yeah. And uh, our cow soy is great. It starts with that kick-ass red curry paste that we make ourselves. Mm. And, you know, that that's a recipe my grandma was making, um, you know, for many, many years. Wow. And she kind of passed that down to me. Um, and, you know, we really... I'm really proud to offer that on anything in the menu, and I love making. She she made all these types of different Thai paste, you know, um, and I like being able to use those when I can. So I'll sneak them into little dishes all the time mm. and not say anything. I'm like, oh, what is that? What is that flavor? <laughs> like, mm. owe it all to grandma, man. Like, they're huh. like, there's so many Thai uh, uh, paste and and uh, different little sauces like like that people don't realize like are even out there because they're like, there's just a ton of it, mm. and uh, mm. they all have a lot of interesting ingredients like shrimp paste and anchovy paste or mm. mudfish paste and it's like really funky mm. stuff like huh. this is this is that stuff that you like you put gloves on and you open it like this <laughs> wow. you know like away from your face because it's like funky and then wow. you take like a scoop of that and you mix it with all these different chilies and aromatics and you cook it down and then you know it's like this you can't put your finger on it, but it's this extra flavor that is just incredible, and you just keep wanting more mm. of it. You know what I mean? You're, you get, like, really yeah. into it. So, yeah, th those are the types of things that, um, you know, I'm lucky to know how to so how to use because I don't think other people have the opportunity to kind of learn that. And uh, my grandma was just badass Thai cook. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the cow soy, really special to us over there as well. And then uh, we make steam buns from scratch, mm. which is... A huge pain <laughs> but they're worth it like yeah. you know little very soft cloud steam mm -hmm. buns mm -hmm. and uh uh chicken wings too which i think we have great chicken wings you know it's almost under underrated are they like the buffalo wings, wings or are you just like fried wings? so they're like double fried cornstarch like very crispy like asian Ooh. style wings like mm -hmm. almost like you get like like a salt and pepper wing Dunk type them in the thing. Soy. yeah <laughs> and then we do uh korean korean sauce so like almost like oh. korean fried chicken sure yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that was the inspiration to it so gotcha. so gochujang more chilies more thai chilies chili oil you know mm. kind of like a fiery roasted and fresh chili sauce mm. so, yeah, well wow. it's good you guys will love it man yeah we yeah. we, 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 we guys would love not visit we used to we don't get out to Baldwin. well here yeah here's the problem nobody goes to Baldwin. yeah all the cool foodie and chef people who do go to Baldwin come to nippon tei and then they're like i'm here for all this kick-ass japanese fish that i can't mm. get anywhere right and then yeah. they eat at nippon tei and then a ton of them have all told me like i'm gonna eat at nippon tei and then i'm gonna go get ramen yeah. but by the time you're done you just can't you know it's just too much food sure. so then you know, and then in a way I get it too, like the ramen shop is kind of a convenient thing and I wanted it to be that, you know, ramen culture is in really important to what ramen is, you know, ramen gets made in five minutes super fast with a broth that's already made with chasu that's already made, you know, and, and the idea is that you get your ramen literally in like five minutes and then you eat it and you go. So it's for me, it's like a convenience factor thing. I'm not really going to travel for ramen, but if I was, I would go to ramen today. <laughs> But yeah, we you know so we just switched it to fast casual too. So that was nice. big for us. You yeah. heard it here first, folks. Okay, <laughs> cool. All cool. right, well that's perfect then. So you talked about all three of your restaurants, perfect. Yeah. So that's great. tell everybody where can they find you in person and online? Where are your three restaurants? What are all your uh, uh yeah so stats? so okay we'll just start you know Nippon Nippon Tei uh Baldwin um. You know, and when I say Baldwin, don't get scared because it's really just like about like 1.5 miles west of uh, West County Mall. Yeah. So very close to the highway. Really not that hard to get to, uh, but kind of in an unassuming little strip mall location, 14025 Manchester Road. 
Um, sushi bar, very nice, uh, doing great stuff there. Right next door is Ramen Tay, fast casual ramen shop. You know, simple, small menu, get in, get out type food. Um, and it's also great for carry out as well. Um, and then we have Tay 2, that's in Webster Groves. Um, I always tell people it's right next to that super McDonald's, the the big new McDonald's. <laughs> it's super like, McDonald's. yeah, that sounds threatening. Well, they're all super <laughs> McDonald's now, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, I forget the address, but it's Big Bend and uh, uh, Laclede Station. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Old Orchard. That little area is kind of coming up now too, which is great because Tay Two is doing better than yeah. ever. Um, so Tay Two is just like <clears throat> Pan Asian noodle shop, across the board, good carry out Asian food, cheap fast everything's made fresh and that's kind of the idea of the whole place um i think most people if you want to kind of see what i'm doing just follow my instagram bogue gnarly so my last name b-o-g-n-a-r and then l-e-e-y after that which is okay. like an old I high school nickname what that was. Okay. It's an old high school nickname that i've just mm. kind of kept nice. um mm. yeah so bogue gnarly on instagram and then all three restaurants are on instagram too nippon tay tay too ramen tay and uh, Facebook as well. So, Great. Yeah, it should be pretty easy to find us. Cool. Then, Nick, before we sign off, do you have any asks or requests for the folks listening to us? Um, Come eat, you know? Come hang out and just uh, say hi, you know? Just, I, I, I don't want people to come to uh, Niponte expecting maybe, like, what they've had before. And I don't want people to go to Ramente expecting to have what they've had before. Just, you know come have what we do and just enjoy it for what it is, you know, basically. That's cool. Nick. Thank you. Thank you so much. This, this was, was great. Fun. Yeah, thank Boom, you guys for having me, seriously. You're so welcome. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about us. Also, We'd really appreciate if you join our Patreon campaign, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. Visit our page and choose one of the amazing rewards we have for you. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Cheers! <laughs>